This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And I'm Lyle Southall. No, I'm Lawson Walters. And we have Darren Pratt with us here this morning. Yes. Welcome, Darren. Uh, thank you that you can uh, join us for the rest of the show. Good to be here, and I love the getting the Bible study. So, oh yes, it's Encounter with God awesome. time. So we are about to get into our study of the Bible. But before we do, we do need to give a special shout out to Julie, who answered the quiz correctly. You. The answer was the number three. Bam! There you go. I was one clue ahead of Lawson. Oh yeah, oh, I got it. I got it on the next one. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was age and wisdom versus vim and vigor. And age and wisdom came through this time. Well, should we just start another quiz? Sure, go ahead. Just get another quiz yeah, going. All right, get all right. Another going. Here we, here we go. Oh, mine's gone, so you're. Yeah, um, that's right. We can take we, over. We can have fun. Bam! All right. What am I? I was used by Obadiah as a place to hide prophets. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what that one you is. You don't know what it is. Oh, okay, you know what it is. All right. yeah, I got that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you got that one, then you know what to do. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843. You'll get a and prize. let's see if we can smash out two quizzes today. And we might even make it to a third. That would be an all-time <laughs> record. Three in all. If you can call through now, day. if you can call through now, we will actually put out a third quiz. Three prizes in one day. And that will be a record. Anyway, um, what else we need to talk about? We need to talk about family on the front lawn. What is have you I love the idea of that. Have you noticed the family on our front lawn this morning? There's a family camped on our front lawn this morning? Uh, no. Yeah, you can't quite see. You have to actually you have to actually go into the car park and look around the corner of the building. Oh, oh Mum was talking about this. I didn't see it, though. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of skippies down there. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, a bunch of kangaroos come to um, hang out on the front lawn of the uh, office of the uh, headquarters of the church, in, of Seventh Avenue Church in northern New South Wales. I better let our um, CFO know that because they're about to talk about selling this place. So, <laughs> in fact, I think we had a conversation about turning that into apartments and houses. And <laughs> don't take any photos; you might spoil his plans. <laughs> Maybe it's a, if it's a rare kangaroo, we are in trouble. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I think they. I think they are eastern grey kangaroos. Um, it's interesting, though, when we were out west. You know, when you go into the outback and you kind of expect to be running over kangaroos fairly regularly. As we were getting out past Narromine, you know, you had the usual um, one dead kangaroo on average per 100 metres. Yep. Then when and we it's got very dry out there. Oh, very last dry, week. Very dry. And big yep. mobs, big mobs early in the morning, big mobs in the paddocks on either side. When we got past Ningen, nothing. From Ningen to Burke, we saw three kangaroos. Because you're in the desert, mate. <laughs> and they looked like they were just about dead from drought. And yep. then from Burke out, not a single thing. From there, all the way so, to... So was it grass along the roadside out there or just pretty bare? Just pretty bare. Because that's what they're doing. They're coming into the sides of the road because it's often runoff from yeah, the yeah, rain. Yeah, the water runs off the road. Yeah, but out there, there's no runoff. There's no water, that's no right. rain. So um, there's nothing to come into the road for. So... But be aware, if you're anywhere near Ningen or this side of Ningen, oh, yeah. watch out, especially at thick. night. And they've actually moved in because the drought has actually pushed them in closer um, to the coast. Hmm. Is one of the things that they were talking about. And it's bumped the numbers up through uh, some of those areas. What we did notice further out was the number of ferals. Yep. Um, so the ferals seem to be doing fine. 
Um, particularly the goats. Oh, my goodness. Too many camels? Never seen so many goats. There's a few camels around. The camel numbers are very low because they did a big cull. Yeah, okay. Uh, yep. they, they shot over a million camels. Wow. And, yeah. A million camels in the desert. <laughs> they, reduced, they reduced the number to 300,000. So it was 1.3 and now it's just 0.3. Why, why are we shooting our camels when we could sell them? It's too, uh, too much effort. To the Qataris. It costs too much too to much, get them to the It's coast. too much effort. <laughs> it is um, not financially viable. Have you ever tried to catch a camel, Lawson, and <laughs> well, wrangle it? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's not that hard. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. They have, those things have long legs. And, you know, of course, you've got to catch them intact so that you can then transport them to an abattoir. Uh, it'd be challenging, you know. Yeah. They'd be poking their heads and humps and everything out the top of the truck. <laughs> and spat at and everything else. And, you know, spat at by a camel? It's, no. It's, it's gross. But that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I, I have, never want to have that experience. Never, I've never had that experience myself either. Um, I've always, I've always um, sort of just held that little bit of distance when it you comes respect, to you all camel-type camel creatures, alpacas, llamas, camels. <laughs> I think they're all the same family. They all they? spit, yeah. Yeah, they all spit. Yeah, so we we did see we did see uh, two mobs of camels uh, while we're out there. Uh, the goats, um, deer, goats, so many goats, no deer, um, so many goats between um, Wilcannia and Cobar. Well, they survive on eating anything. They yeah, yeah. eat the roadside signs. They have to to survive. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have goats. So um, and um, donkeys. We saw three donkeys. Donkeys in the desert. Donkeys. Wow. Yeah, donkeys, feral donkeys, and uh, brumbies. Yep. Oh, they were sad. They were just skin and bones. I, 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 they wouldn't them, survive well. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how some of them were standing. Guys. Yes. We're this side. We're side guys, right, guys. Go, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. We have just had an answer for the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> of the first clue. <laughs> wow. That's a double prize. Shout out Varney in Canterbury, <laughs> who has answered the quiz correctly, and you will get a prize, I guess. We, we didn't even have time to decide what the prize was. There will be a but prize. But it will coming. be a prize. So, but that means we do a third oh, quiz. Let's just, let's just bang one out right now. Okay. Okay. Quick clue. Right. What on earth is going on? What am I? New, new quiz. What am uh, I? Uh-huh. God said this was crouching at Kane's door. Oh, I think I know. Oh, Lyle is correct. <laughs> Lyle is correct. So, if you know what's crouching at Kane's door, you could also get a prize. Okay. And you will also break a record here on Fake yes, FM for please. Three. three quizzes in one day. Please. In one day. We've done two in one day before, so we've equaled our best. Um, let's see what we can do. So, phone and guess it so that we get the three quizzes done. All right. So, let's go to our Bible study. And today, we are talking about the sin of Sodom. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Um, breakfast show, um, light and bubbly. Yeah. This is, this is, Not. <laughs> we're going very, very heavy from camels. Oh, come on. Talking about Israel. The sin of before, Sodom. And the sin of Sodom. Okay. And, you know, when you talk about the sin of Sodom, there are a number of things that immediately come mm-hmm. to mind. And there are a lot of um, self-righteous Christians who immediately say, well, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah. In fact, there are a lot of Christians, self-righteous or not, who are just going to say, that doesn't apply to me. Yes. However, we are not going to read about the sins of Sodom from the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. We are going to read about the sins of Sodom from the book of Ezekiel. Does, does, does he say it better, does he? <laughs> Ezekiel, Ezekiel will give you a different view of the sin of Sodom than what Genesis will. Okay, so let's go to Ezekiel chapter 16, and uh, Lawson, we'll start with you. Could you read for us verse... Actually, now I'm going to start with Darren. 
start with that. Well, what, what, okay, you got a different I'm in okay, New King James. Where do you, you, you want to start? Okay, I'll start with the New King James. All right. Verse 34. Verse 49. 49. The Bible says in Ezekiel 16, verse 49, Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Okay. Wow. That's a different slant on things. That's a different slant, isn't it? That is a different slant to what we would normally talk about the sins of Sodom when we talk about sodomy. Yep. Yeah, um, that's where it comes from. That's, that's where it comes from. Okay. All right. Let's work our way through here. Um, what is the first sin of Sodom that is described in this passage? Well, my version says that they were arrogant. Arrogant. Mm. Um, and yours said pride, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, give us it in the NLT and find out NLT. what that one is. Ezekiel chapter us. 16 and verse 49. Again, in the NLT, the Bible says, uh, man. Okay, Sodom's sins were pride. Okay, all right. So I am uh, very proud to tell you all this morning that this is not one of my sins. <laughs> <laughs> you all paused there for a moment. Took yeah, a second. Saying, well, what's what you saying? <laughs> Took a um, second for that one to see. But yeah, um, they are saying that pride comes for a fall, um, Lyle. So, <laughs> oops. <laughs> and Sodom fell very badly. <laughs> it certainly did. It certainly did. Okay, so. The moment that we sit here as Christians and say, oh, well, that's okay. Oh, that's not my problem. Because we can read the Genesis account and we can say, yeah, yeah, sexual sin, I'm not doing that. That's not my problem either. Yeah. Uh, but then this one comes along and it's like, yeah, that's not my problem. The moment we sit here and say that's not my problem. We have a problem. We have a problem. <laughs> because we have just committed that sin. It's very interesting. It says that for anything else. Um, that's the first thing that says about them. Um, that, yeah, they're basically... If, you, if you're full of pride, it means your mouth is open and your ears are closed. Mm. Um, oh, yep. That's, that's, that's profound. This is Darren Pratt coming in with his <laughs> profundities this morning. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we have uh, pride as the first listed sin of Sodom here in the book of Ezekiel. Okay, so when we come to this, let me ask you this question. Um, was Lot affected by the sins of Sodom, or was he immune to it? Well, see, the thing is here is it says pride, mm-hmm. and then it goes on in the NLT to list. So it says pride, gluttony, and laziness. Oh, yeah, did, what, what, you you're running too far ahead. You're running ahead. You're running ahead. You're running yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My question is about Lot. Yeah. I, 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 I think yes. I think he was touched by it. I think his wife more than him was touched by it. Um, but I think that I think Lot was stuck in the middle between the, the city lights and God's call. I think he was stuck in the middle. Mm. There was a tension there, wasn't there? Yeah. Mm. He was a, uh, a conflicted person. Yes. Because he did not rush to leave the city of Sodom when the angels told him. He'd be dragged out, basically. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about, you know, the level of abuse that was being proposed. Yeah. And he wasn't rushing out, there was something holding him there. And that's usually pride, right? Well, he was like, I'm yeah. okay. This was a wealthy city. We need to, we need to consider the, uh, very the wealth comfortable. of the city. It was a very comfortable city. And here's some interesting things about the, the, uh, the city of Sodom, because the city of Sodom was in the Jordan Valley. Mm-hmm. Did some research on this, and let me see if I can pick, pick it up very, here very quickly. Have you been there, Lyle? Um, I have been to the site yep. of one of the places that 
is currently claimed as Sodom. Okay. Because I don't quite know. Because it's not so, so there's destroyed. A number, there's a number of different sites <laughs> that um, archaeologists have laid claim this is Sodom. Yep. I've been to one of those sites. It has a lot of geographical features that line up perfectly with Sodom. And this is one of the reasons. And a lot of one, burnt one, stuff. A lot of burnt <laughs> stuff. It was a city. It's a city that was destroyed by fire and a very, very hot fire. They are struggling with getting their dates to line up with the pottery and you know the yep. the, the various um, dating mechanisms that they have. Um, but it's a significant city. Um, it's no small city, and of course, you know, with these things, they only ever get to excavate about one percent of it. So, you know, hopefully, they will find some inscriptional evidence, which is which is what you want to find. That then says this is yeah. it. Pretty hard for that era. Um, not a lot of writing in, in taking place in that era. I think if most stuff's burnt, it's going to be pretty hard to find something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter thirteen. Genesis 13 and verse 10. And Darren, I'll get you to read this one for us. Genesis 13 and verse 10. Genesis 13 and verse 10, 17, 16. 13 verse 10. Lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt towards Zor. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Bible goes on and describes it as a place that was like Eden. Wow, mm. that's beautiful. Okay, now if you go to the Jordan Valley today, there's no one on the face of the planet that would call it um, Eden. Certainly there are some beautiful places there, uh, particularly up around Lake Galilee and so forth, but down in the bottom end of the Jordan Valley where um, Sodom was, it uh, is pretty desolate. You mm-hmm. would not call it Eden. But archaeologists have discovered that uh, it used to have a very high rainfall. Oh, wow. And so, put this together, constant sunshine, rich alluvial soil, um, a climate which, uh, you know, um, averages between, um, let me see here, um, 23 and 32 degrees with high rainfall and rich soil. That's very good for growing things. <laughs> they, archaeologists have discovered that the Jordan Valley was once a rainforest. Wow. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, the Jordan yeah, yeah. Valley the was Jordan once, Valley. was once a rainforest. And because it's so low, you know, it has a higher oxygen content, um, so 4.8% um, higher oxygen content. So you feel invigorated when you are down there. Um, you have that, you know, that extra energy. Um, motorbikes would race faster. That's what I was thinking. Imagine, <laughs> I or, or imagine like the Olympics. Like that would be a, if they held the Olympics down there, then they would break all the records because of the higher oxygen content. Like, oh, that would they be. They need. Yeah. To, they need to set up a racetrack down there. Do as well. they do? And yeah. then they're like cracking like four hundred k's in the MotoGP, <laughs> and like, oh man, this would be awesome. The, the heat kind of counteracts counteracts that a little True. bit, but um, yeah. So, but so it would, it would have, have been Edenic conditions. Edenic, back then. Edenic conditions, absolutely. Um, and so this is you know what uh, when, when basically the story goes that Abraham came to Lot, who was his nephew. They had, you know, their two houses were, you know, their two families were together. We know that Abraham's family was over a thousand people because he was able to arm nearly, you know, uh, 300 Mm. odd. Um, I think it's like moving a small town. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so they'd just grown out, they'd outgrown the region that they were and they're like, let's split. And so Abraham says, look, we've got the mountains and the valley. You choose. Um, If you go to the valley... I'll take the mountains. If you take the mountains, I'll go to the valley. Lot looked over down into the valley and gone, I'm taking the valley. It's mm, it looks amazing. pretty good to me. Yeah. And that's where Sodom was, and that's why he moved into Sodom. 
And Sodom became a bit of a snare to him. You know, mm. the Bible says he was a righteous man and he was vexed by the sin of Sodom, but he was living there. And when the angels came to drag him and his family out, he was kind of loath to leave. He dragged mm. his feet. Wow. Anyway, let's continue on. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49, and let's find out what was the next sin that Sodom was guilty of, the that, next Sodomite sin. That's so interesting, because every time I've thought of Sodom, I'm like, I'm just like, why would Lot say that? Not, like, not only is it is it just completely depraved, but, like, it's in the Jordan Valley, and it's just this desolate, like, it's just yeah. a city in the middle of the desert. Like, what could possibly be so good about Sodom, but it was actually just super wealthy and amazing. Man, that's so interesting mm-hmm. how we can overlook, you know, that's like like the lust of the eyes. Like we can overlook the sin that's happening because it, it, it just looks good. And here's the thing. Sodom would have been a very small city compared to Ur, mm. but it would have been the only thing in the entire region that was anywhere close to an equivalent of Ur where Lot had originally come from. Because yeah. Ur was like the, the, the civilized center of the world. It was just, you know. Yeah. Um, it was the the world leader in, but in imagine cities in the middle of a lush rainforest. Oh, I mean, just imagine that. that that's not like idyllic. heaven almost. Idyllic, yeah. idyllic. Yeah. Mm. Yep. yeah, so you can see why he was attracted to it, and um, I guess why he had to be dragged out of it because <laughs> it, the lights got in his eyes and the the surroundings. And hey, this is, I'm pretty comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Lawson, what do you got for us? But we continue on. So it says, Sodom's sins were pride. Gluttony and laziness. What? Okay, so let's let's just go through these one at a time. Pride and then what? Gluttony. Gluttony. What's your uh, translation there? Um? Mine says overfed. Mine says fullness of bread. <laughs> <laughs> that gives a good picture. Mm. Uh, and when I read that, I'm thinking of Deuteronomy chapter six, um, where um, says that Abraham says the people going into the land in the first place, when you eat and are satisfied. See, you don't forget the Lord. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and, and, a, and a real trap right here, because these people didn't have to work hard. Yep. That's right. And idle hands are the, the devil's, devil's playground. You know, it's, that's, that's <laughs> not found in the Bible, but, but yeah, it's, 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 true. <laughs> it's a truthism. It's a truthism right there. Yeah. Okay, so they had plenty to eat, and they enjoyed their food. They were proud, and what was their third sin? Laziness. <laughs> Or idleness, or yep. What is your what? What yours says? Laziness. What does yours well, say? Yours um, says and unconcerned. Okay, they did oh, not help the Unconcerned. Um, mine says. What does mine say? Let me see. Abundance of idleness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let, let's 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 put this together. Here you have a society that lived for three things. They wanted to look good, right? Mm. They wanted to eat well. And they wanted lots of holiday time. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. I'd, I'd actually like that. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want to have a nice house, a nice car. You want to be able to for people to see you and say, yeah, you know what, uh, this particular person, they're doing well. Yeah, well, mm. why not? <laughs> and you want to go out to fancy restaurants on a regular basis. Bring it on, bring it on. And you want to have uh, lots of holidays and uh, you know plan your next... Maybe uh, for at least a year. <laughs> Does this sound Okay so let's think about Why people work today 
when 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 you go to work, you go to work to earn money. For what purpose do you go to work to earn money? It's so that you can buy your nice house, buy your nice car, so that you can eat your nice food, and so you can go on a nice holiday. And then buy your second house and your second car. And, that's right. And, and yeah, that, that's and and that is the purposeful life of modern day society. And what I read right here, when you actually break it down, is just us. It's just us, you know. And we often read, oh, the sins of Sodom. We would never be involved in the sins of Sodom. Well, guess mm. what? This is us. Wow. Wow. It's like society is stacked against us to make us like this. So, yeah, okay. We can talk about that. We're going to come back to that in a moment. <laughs> uh, this is JJ Heller. What love really means. He cries in the corner where nobody sees He's the kid with the story no one would believe He prays every night Dear God, won't you please Could you send someone here who will love me?
Welcome back, everybody. That was JJ Heller. What love really means. You listen to Faith FM. We are in the middle of a Bible study about the sins of Sodom, and we have just discovered that we are all guilty of committing the yeah, sins. You of just Sodom. do for the song that this is us. I, I just said that. You're saying that we're Sodom. I just said that. Now, what do you mean? I'm by that? not Sodom. Come on. Come <laughs> okay. on, Lyle. All right. I'm too so, good to be Sodom. Um, strictly speaking. <laughs> From a theological perspective, I would say that it would be more accurate to say we are lot. Mm. Ah, we are affected s- by the sins of Sodom. Stuck in the tension. We are stuck in the tension. Mm. And the reason that I say that is because of what the next verse says. Um, and we do need to, in this last section, focus on this next, uh, sec- next verse because it really is the whole point of... Uh, um, this passage here. Where are we? Uh, verse fifty. No, that's not the verse I'm after. Forty-nine. After Ezekiel sixteen, forty-nine, fifty. Yeah, Montes. forty-nine, forty-nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we no, no, the did, rest of Montes, the end. They of, do not help the poor and needy. Yeah, the end of the verse, not the next verse. The end of the verse. Okay, so the the sins are pride, uh, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness, and it did not help the poor and the needy. Mm, mm. Okay, so that throws a little bit of responsibility back uh, on us. I think the danger here is that we are living in Sodom because we are living in the same environment that Lot was living in, where society today goes to work for the purpose of buying a house, buying a car, putting food on the table, nice food on the nice house, nice car, nice food on the table, and taking holidays. That's the that's the meaning of life. That's why people work. And, and um, meanwhile, our country is doing things like locking up people that are poor and needy in detention centres with their children. Yeah, um, mm. you got to say, do we do we just turn a blind eye to that? Do we um, buy into that? Do we how how are we protesting or helping? Um, do we notice the poor and needy in our very own towns? That, in our yeah. backyards. Yes. You know, yeah. are we, do, do we notice that there are homeless people in our street, in our town, uh, or even just people that are trapped in a cycle, you know, a single, single parents, a low um, socioeconomic yep. cycle? Single parents. Absolutely. Something I've, I'm just thinking about, does this require... Uh, I guess, you know, a, a mass legislation change? Or does this require a heart change? Because, you know, some people, the answer that some people would say, that, oh, well, we need socialism. We need benefits. We need, you know, we need to be spreading the wealth and we need to make it a state-regulated thing that everyone has to do this. Whereas I come at it from the perspective of like, oh, man, you just need to get your life on track with Jesus and like, Want to help people? I don't know. Where do you, where do you guys see that? Like, well, well, I saw a picture of it on Facebook. Um, you know, this wall that Trump's building over there. Um, yeah, this huge wall that the Mexicans keep them out. Well, some some bright spark, and I and I love him for this. An artist went and poked some seesaws through the wall. So the one side you've got a Mexican kid, the other side you've got an American kid, and they're bouncing on these seesaws <laughs> pushed through the wall, and it was a stark picture. Of how we are the same, yet we divide each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I loved it. That, that, that this is what they're doing, playing seesaws through the wall. America is a very interesting... Um, um, I'm looking for the right word for it, but example of this whole controversy. 
um, the, the recently um, there's a news article about you know one of these um, pre- um, Democrat debates because the Democrats are all jostling for position at the moment. Yep, yep. And, huge debates. And and, and uh, one of them has said you know we need to you know give five hundred million dollars to the um, African American community yep. because we promised them a horse and a block of ground. And I was thinking about that. Um, we do need to help the. Um, the Bible says very, very clearly here, we need to help the poor and the needy in our communities. But there's a difference between giving a person a 40 acres and a mule yep. and a cash handout. That's because right. One of them, you're giving them an opportunity to do something with their life. The other, you are, you know, we, we know from history that cash handouts are um, don't really solve anything. They, yep. they keep people in a, in a cycle of uh, poverty. And you can see that just simply when you look at the statistics of what happens to people when they win lotto. That's right. Yeah, most Cash of them. Outs, yeah, it's gone in so many uh, twelve months or more. And and suicide so rate is incredibly high. You know, mm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and so we need to be smart about how we help people. You know, give them the fishing rod and the fishing line and teach them how to fish rather than giving them a yeah. fish. And we've got to realise that um, people are brought up in society. This is all the Sodom effect. Time equals money, and money equals happiness. That's the consumeristic lifestyle that we've. We're in, mm-hmm. and that's a solemn effect that kicks in. Is we get locked into the cycle of of be happy. I've got to work and earn money so I can be happy. And you get into the vicious cycle, and you don't actually live and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. I was reading the other day also that on your deathbed, you will never say that I spent too much time with my family. No, nobody's ever said that on their deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> this, no, yeah. no one's like, oh no, I can't believe I didn't spend um, less time with my family. That's never happened. So what's the solution then? Because I know uh, my my solution. I just became a volunteer for a year, did that. Now I get paid, but I'm like, I don't know. It's how do we go about this? Is this an individual decision? Is this like a corporate reality that we need to like? This is something that we need to take to God in prayer every day because yeah. because we live in. We need to recognize we live in Sodom. Mm. We need we need to recognize that we are lot, and we need to recognize that the society around us is training us to be selfish. You know, stats out of the United States, once again, a great case uh, example right there shows that um, the portion of society who is the least interested in helping um, refugees, so we're talking about refugees, not illegal immigrants, but refugees, um, is um, white male Christians. Yeah, and that's me. That's yeah, me. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> ouch. I, I, I ouch. really, really ouch. strongly. Ouch. <laughs> now, I'll, I've got the remedy for this. Okay, go. Oh. It's called GEM. Okay. G-E-M. G oh, stands for gratefulness, mm-hmm. being grateful every day for what you have, not for what you want. So, let's say, try and every day, as you're off to sleep um, or at the meal table, whatever else... <laughs> I have the solution for you. Tune into Faith FM Radio every morning and uh, and yeah. What are you grateful for? That's right. What was it? Was it <laughs> vegan we, we chickens? But, it, but, it, but, it, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Gratefulness every morning. Three things you're grateful for. Yes. If you can try and name them at the end of the day. Unpack your gratefulness. E stands for empathy. That is standing up for those who are abused, oppressed. Um, doing something to help others. Mm. Um, and and M stands for mindful. Um, what um, mindfulness? Um, when you read the Bible, it says, "What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you you care for him? God is mindful of us. It calls us to be mindful of God, but also mindful of others. So the mm. gem effect is the answer to Sodom, in my opinion. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, while we're talking about this, I just want to give a a, a, a slight theological basis for why I say that we are lot 
living in Sodom right now mm-hmm. as Christians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, if you look at the story of Abraham and Lot, the first thing that you find out about Abraham. So let's let's because this is this is a, a type and any type situation here. Yep. Number of things in relationship to Abraham. The first is that um, Abraham gave the best land to Lot. So he was um, empathy. Okay. Right? Yes, that's right. Yep. Not only did he give the best land to Lot, but he gave Lot a piece of land that the Bible describes as being like Eden. So he mm. gave him a garden like Eden. That's what mm. Abraham does. The next interaction that we find between Abraham and Lot is when Lot is captured because Sodom is uh, captured by the yep. um, Elamites. And Abraham places his life he prays. on the line and he prays. And he places his life on the line to rescue Lot. That's mindfulness. Okay, so he goes out of his way. He leaves his, his hometown. He leaves his, his, his own country to march north. Uh, but he goes out of his way. He leaves his, his place of security and comfort to go and to rescue Lot yep. and risk and, his own and, life. But he also he prays for the city as well when you look at I'm it. getting to that. Yeah. It's my favourite bit. <laughs> okay, sorry. Darren's been trying to get there. All right. <laughs> so he intercedes. Mm. Yep. He intercedes for Lot. Okay, so he gives Lot Eden. He places his life on the line for Lot. He intercedes for Lot. Abraham is a type of Jesus. Sodom is a wow, type of the world. Yep. And Lot is a type of us. Pretty heavy. And Pretty heavy stuff right there. We don't want to be really compared to Lot, do we? But uh, that's the simple reality of what that story is telling us this morning. Anyway, this is uh, Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. You're listening to Faith FM. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touch down in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his wife He's out of work, he's buying time All those people going somewhere Why have I never Care. Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 
So I can see Give me your eyes Lord, give me your eyes Everything that I keep missing Give me your heart For the broken hearted Give me your heart Lord, give me your eyes Yeah 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 For the breakfast show. Hey, Lyle. Mm? I've got a question for you. Yeah. Is God for real? That's a really good question. In fact, it is such a good question that ex-atheist, devout atheist Peter Watts is doing an entire series of presentations on that very subject, answering some of life's deepest questions. Are you serious? Can I go to this? You certainly can. It starts this Friday night, the 19th of July at 7pm and runs every Friday, Saturday and Tuesday night. Do I have to pay? Where can I get a ticket? It's for free. Simply call 0488. 588955 While I will see you there Hey Mon mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look if God can change my life I think I definitely believe in miracles Okay so the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church Is making a difference in its community Oh yeah how? Well it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together And above all preparing for Jesus to return together Ooh that sounds good When's all this happening? Bible study start at 10am Service at 11am And guess what that's followed by Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely <laughs> Well please join us at the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Leading to 
to the land Where is the blessedness I knew When first I saw the Lord Where is that soul-refreshing view Of Jesus and His Word Well, that was Keith and Kristen Getty. Oh, for a closer walk with God, you're listening to Faith FM. We somehow managed to skip the second clue for our Yeah, clues. yeah, yeah. Trying to break a record here and do three <laughs> in one day, and we missed the clue, so let's have it now. Okay, so the first clue was God said this was crouching at Cain's door. Now, the second clue is I am the sting of death. Okay, what is the sting of death? If you know the answer, give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843. 
and you will be the person on Faith FM. First ever. First ever to break a record, and you will have bragging rights as well as a prize. Bam, there you go. Okay, so what's our question of the day today, guys? Oh, question is an interesting one, and up until now, I, I didn't know this, but it's something that's asked a lot, apparently. Do animals go to heaven? Okay, now when I run a series of public meetings, pretty much at some point I'm always going to be asked this question. It's because, you know, people really do love their animals. Uh, we live in a world where, sadly, community has uh, is not as strong as it once was. People are not part of churches. They're not uh, associating with other human beings as much. And often their animals become an integral part of their family. And it is very, very sad when they pass away. And thus we have you know things like pet cemeteries, uh, pet funerals, where people are finding closure from, the, from their animals passing away. And I think Darren, Darren's here with us at the moment. And I think he uh, did a funeral oh, for a pet. I've done one recently. Done yes. one recently, yes. Um, okay, so let's find out what the Bible does say. The Bible, and also what the Bible doesn't say. The Bible never talks about the resurrection of animals. So we need to we need to be clear about that. The Bible does say that heaven and the new earth will be full of mm. animals. And the Bible does say that God is a God of life. Okay, so let's think about this for a moment. Is it possible for God to raise animals back to life? Absolutely it is. There's, you know, God is, he is sovereign God, he is ruler and creator, that possibility exists. Will there be animals in heaven? Absolutely there will be animals in heaven and the new earth. We know that because of what the Bible says. We're going to, I'm going to read a verse for you in just a moment. Uh, will those same animals be there? We don't know the answer to that question, but we do know that God is going to satisfy your need for companionship and for affection of both human beings and animals in heaven and that you won't be disappointed. But I want you to listen to this verse right here. And if you're an animal lover, then this one is going to speak to you. It says here in Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 25, um, and of course this is speaking about the new earth, it says the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. Now, um, Darren is a, uh, he, for pets, he has about 50 chickens that he loves and he raises yep. and he um, shows and all those kind of things. We had chickens and the last chicken that we had, there were a number of times where our dog, a stumpy-tailed cattle dog, and the chicken would go to sleep together on the front porch. It was just very, very special, but not something that you see very often. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the bullock. Dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Heaven and the new earth is going to be a place that is full of animals and full of wildlife. And those animals, those wild, that wildlife, they are all going to be our companions. Here on this earth, we have some animals that it almost seems like they were created to be companions of human beings. We were talking about dogs earlier and how that a dog actually receives more uh, positive endorphins and uh, good feelings from human interaction than it does with dog interaction. And so they would prefer to be around humans rather than around uh, other dogs, which is really quite amazing when you stop and think about it. I think they're a unique animal in that respect. But in the new earth, the Bible says that all kinds of animals, and so there are many animals right now that it's kind of dangerous to be around, and occasionally we see some of these animals get out of control and their keeper might get killed or eaten or something, and uh, it uh, turns out to be, you know, you know, definitely go very, very badly. 
for some people or wild animals that do terrible things, those will not exist. You will not be watching those nature documentaries that you see all the time where animals are just being torn apart and eaten while they are still alive. All of that is coming to an end. And all of those animals will be our friend and share their affection with us. And that will be a place that is truly, truly amazing and something to look forward to. Anyway, that's our question of the day today. We're going to continue on. Uh, Next up, we have the Downing family. If that don't make you want to go. Um, You'll listen to Faith FM. John saw a golden city, New Jerusalem come down. Twelve jasper walls and gates of pearl, such splendor all around. And he tells about a river of life that flows beneath the throne. Where we'll drink and live eternally in a mansion all our own. Oh, if that don't make you want to go, brother. If that don't make you want to go, sister. If that don't make you want to go to heaven, I don't know what does. curse of sin No sickness and no cross to bear and death can't enter in No fighting and no battlefields No war, no enemy Where the lamb and lion lay side by side in that land of perfect peace Oh, if that don't make you want to go Brother, if that don't make you want to go Sister that don't make you want to go to heaven I don't know what does Our faith will be made sight It's a glorious land of endless day Where Jesus is the light Got a lot of friends and loved ones there And a Savior I will meet And I'll lay my crown of jewels down When I bow at Jesus' feet Oh, if that don't make you want to go Brother, if that don't make you want to go you want to go to heaven, I don't know what does, I don't know what
And just like that, we come to the end of our show here on Faith FM. That was the Downing family. If that don't want to make you go to heaven here on Faith FM. Yeah. Uh, we are about to give something away. Darren, what have you picked out for us? Yeah, I've chosen. We're discussing the Sodom or the Lot effect, um, mm-hmm. saying that we are like Lot stuck in the tension. We've had, we've had a lot to say about that, haven't we? Yep. The city and, <laughs> city and the country. Well, I thought, here's a book that will solve the Lot problem. Um, yes. It's called The Desire of Ages. This is my yes. favorite book. It's the best book I believe ever written on the life of Christ. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've read a lot of them, and this one takes the cake. And one of the best known inspirational writers I've read as well. Um, it says, You will find this book to be a work of inspiration. It's a life story of the greatest spiritual leader the world has ever known, Jesus wow. Christ. This book does not merely set down a series of remote events, it presents the meaning of them so vividly that we feel ourselves there and we are made to understand possibly for the very first time the true underlying significance of his deeds and their bearing on our own lives here and now Mm -hmm. right there you go the desire of ages the life of christ you couldn't give a better book away than that and of course jesus christ himself spoke on the subject of lot and the things that brought Lot and his family undone. Jesus addressed that and he told us he Jesus actually took the story of Lot and he applied it to our day. He said, Remember Lot's wife. Wow, yes. In our day. So we are, he directs us to that. But this is this is the whole story of Jesus from beginning to end. It is his life story, his biography, um, if you want to put it that way, and it's just amazing. So give us a call right now. First caller through, 1-800-324-843 is the number, and Desire of Ages is yours for free. Or text us on 0491-064-669, and this book can be yours. Lawson and Darren, has been amazing having you on the show today. I've loved being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, of course, we enjoy most of all your company as you join us each morning to listen to Faith FM Breakfast Show. Sacrifice 
Lifts our humanity to the 